Hey, is it summer yet? It's almost here. Well, we just had the last day of school graduation. The children went home. I uh, love the children. We do. But this is that summer screen time pod we warned you about. I'm Sandy Heiser, assistant principal Westview Middle School. Mark Heiser, Loveland High School assistant principal. We started this podcast journey for the 17-18 school year to keep parents, educators, and anyone else interested up to date on social media and the online issues that affect our kids. Hey, remember our last podcast when we had introduced a new segment called This Week in Actual School? I do I do recall that. We got like, I mean, thousands. I mean, not thousands, mm. but like a couple of people asked me about it. <laughs> there was that one guy. There was a, the bus stop. And the feedback was good from those couple people. So I figured let's do it again. We have a current topic. Only in this segment, it's probably going to have to be called This Week at the End of School. This Week Heading into Summer. Yes. And the topic is comes to mind simply because at the end of school, you'll get some pranks that kids play. Sometimes you'll get threats. There's a, a little bit of heightened activity like that. Um, and then you'll get kids reporting those things. We hear about it from Safe to Tell or from kids or from their parents or sometimes no one reports it. And that brought to my mind, well, what about summer? How do those things, because there will be weird things happening online in summer. So what is our kids supposed to do? What can parents talk about? And how can parents advise their kids? Yeah, the dynamic changes because you're not sitting in algebra class. You're not sitting in class just like, hey, did you see this? Like, do you see what this got, what, what got posted? Or So you don't have a filter. You don't really like, hey, is this a big deal? Hey, is he joking around? And just wanted to talk about the fact that like, hey, the same thing happens, right? See, say, see something, say something, and definitely let your family know, uh, making sure you talk with your kids about it and making sure that they let you know if they see something weird. Safe to tell is, it sounds strange to say, but it's every single day, right? That, that never, um, they're always monitoring the safe to tell. Uh, and that's either, that's a website and you can go to it. There's an app and um, and if it's, you know, making sure you talk to your fam- uh, your your students about it, but also, hey, if it's something immediate and you're not sure what the deal is, that that's a, a, simply a phone call to the police, you know. Yeah. So yeah. a couple of good conversations to be had, like <clears throat> mm-hmm. when you talk to kids, your children about, well, what should be reported and what shouldn't? What's a big deal? What should we be better safe than sorry about? That's a good conversation to have. And then the second part of that conversation is, all right, so what are we going to do about that if we see something that probably needs to be looked at during the summer when they're not going to school? Yeah, just wanted to throw that out there because it's uh, yeah, just different. And the world does not stop uh, just because uh, school's out. No, it does not. And Safe to Tell never sleeps. So Safe to Tell is a really nice option. Now that we covered our last This Week in School, we can get into our actual podcast. And guess what? This is our last pod of the school year. So perhaps a season finale. Yes, we had a season. Correct, we did. Our next pod will be like, welcome to our second season. Back in season one, if you remember. (laughs) As promised, we've talked to a bunch of smart parents, read a bunch, searched high and low to compile some ideas for some systems to manage summer screen time and all that free time. Yeah, lots of kids spend their summers doing sports and camps and sports camps and camping. 
uh, with sports, uh, organized, unorganized uh, activities of some sort. But those don't activities, we, we know they don't necessarily last the same length of time as a full day of school. Thus, hence, heretofore, mm-hmm. the free time issue. And what can parents do to make sure or at least encourage that free time does not disappear into like a four-hour marathon of Snapchat, Fortnite, and like group chat on Messenger? Like Fort Chat and group group night and yeah sure and we know there's some evidence that the effects of prolonged social media uh they're just not great uh not trying to you know kill summer fun for the children but maybe we can talk about setting conditions uh maximize uh, positive behaviors and minimize negatives and drama and you know i mean i think that brings us back to our challenge from last week yes Uh, taking an inventory of our own screen time, trying to increase our own awareness about our online habits. How'd we do? Well, we thought that as we moved into summer and started thinking about how to handle this topic, it would be helpful to take a look at our own habits. Because honestly, there's huge power in adults sharing this and modeling for the kids. If they hear us preach about all these kids want to do is stare at their phones as we stand around staring at our own phones, that is not lost on them. Uh, I would say best example, me sometimes at lunch duty, or sadly when I took my own assessment of my screen habits, what I noticed was that literally any free moment when a person is not around talking to me, if I'm in line, Anytime there's a downtime, I guess I would say, the first thing I do is go to pick up my phone and open up Twitter or open up Instagram. But that's the first thing I do, unfortunately. So that's a noticing I had. Mm-hmm. And ever since we started the pod and talking adults versus children, and what I've noticed is that while we you know, complain about the students and complain about the children and all of that, it's, it is pervasive. Uh, you look at a restaurant... Um, the next time you are out at a restaurant, um, look at to look to see how many uh, phones are on the table, and it's a you know a table full of adults. You know, again, just uh, just awareness, and when we condone and condemn, like oh these kids and right all of that, then it just it it feels bigger. It feels more societal. There was a Atlant- an article in the Atlantic. Um, how well do we understand the tech habits of parents? Uh, that was uh, the title. That was my voice that we use for mm-hmm. titles of, of magazine articles. Good. And parents that are on social media quite a bit, more likely to be, you know, have the fatigue and the depression. And then the same kind of thing that we talk about with FOMO, that comparison and my life comparisons and my life is this compared to this and their children are this. And, you know, again, just all the comparisons that we do just as humans. And it's again, it's usually weird. not good when we're comparing our lives to you know, people on Facebook. Yeah, I just don't think the people that would make us feel better about ourselves are on Instagram. <laughs> I don't think they're capturing, uh, you know, their tough days. So, yeah. I guess it's just worth thinking about as we jump into a discussion about setting limits. Are we doing it with them? How might we make it a family or a team effort? What if we did start with some suggested time limits? We talked with lots of parents. Yes, we did. And we heard 
We heard some time limits that they set on screen time. Sure. Ranging anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours. Right. And we also got to figure out why the definition of screen time. Devices. Are we talking, hey, get off the phone and watch TV? Exactly. Right. It's different for everyone. Yeah. Many folks considered phones and iPads the most important to restrict and several parents made exceptions for Kindles or even iPads if they were reading on those. Sure, sure. So the devices that count. Again, uh, th this is your definition. Are we talking about TVs, laptops, phones, iPads? You know, it's just key to, to talk about in your own house, in your own, with your own families. Yeah, because here's the best part. It can be whatever you want. Yeah. You're in charge. You're the actual boss of them. Also, who bought all of this who, stuff? Who did that? You did. Right. So once you figure out what devices to limit, then you set some time, uh, some, some time, some space limits, right? Is that what we're... Yeah, time limits. How do they fit based on the kids' schedules, ages, and behaviors? You've talked before about like some kids need tighter limits than others. Some kids need tighter boundaries, structures. Some don't. Younger kids, probably you want to have them on those screens less time. There's a whole movement on Twitter. Mm -hmm. One of those times I was checking my phone, I sure. saw it. <laughs> for good, for good. A hashtag, wait till eighth, which is this movement to postpone giving your child a phone until eighth grade, just based on brain development. So that's kind of cool. <sighs> sure. But the point being, wow. you know, as they get older, <clears throat> they probably will have more screen time. Some parents have experimented with a time block or like an area of the house that is device free. So it's not necessarily about the time, but when we are all in the kitchen or the living um, room, we're not having devices in here. Sure, okay. So yeah, so random times, uh, 11 to two, three to five. Uh, we talk about sleep, you know, um, poor sleep habits. So anytime after nine o'clock, you know, not getting that, was it blue light? I think is what it, yes. I, remember I got those glasses at one time. The, those were. The blue light blockers. Blue light blockers. Yeah. yeah. That, was, uh, that, was a, that was a tough time in my life. Anyway. <laughs> but the kitchen could be a device-free zone to encourage family conversation. Yeah. Bedroom device-free zone. If you want to have some screen time, you'll need to do that out in the family room with the other humans. Right. And maybe choosing both those kinds, um, you know, for different reasons and different goals. So if we're going to in improve a space that you'd like to be more social or family-oriented, uh, or we're going to just set some time limits blocks when we're, when we aren't online. Um, yeah, it's just, just you all get to think about it and have that conversation. Now we also talked to folks who used charts and whiteboards and had a whole system to create a to-do list of things that must be completed before any like online gaming, Snapchatting, Instagramming happens. So for instance, load the dishwasher. Yes. Sure. Or empty said dishwasher. For sure. Sure. Clean up, uh, you know, uh, dog poop, maybe laundry, uh, clean your room. None you of bet. these, none of these things that, uh, you know, I mean that we've used here in the Heiser household, but I'm sure other people have. What's well, nice because online time is usually a pretty darn good incentive for them to get stuff done and earn that time. Wait, what? So, hey, you can have a total of uh, 42 minutes per day after you complete this to-do list. So the other thing is list doesn't have to only be chores, right? So if you think about the behaviors that you want to have happen, you know, you read a book, go outside, you know, be outside, play with your friends, be social face-to-face. -face. I guess I always think about the, if we're going to take away something or if we're going to try to limit something, 
there's got to be, I don't know if it's uh, an actual phrase, but like replacement behavior. Yep. Right. I think about it when my parents were trying to quit smoking and right. Like what, what are you going to do instead? Or, mm-hmm. you know, those types of things. Yeah. What behaviors do we want to encourage? Uh-huh, this is right. a great way to do it. Yeah. I talked to a parent of a 15 year old who said, you know, after my kid's done with her list, I don't care how much she's online because she's mature. She self-regulates. She's responsible. But that same parent has a very different rule for her 10 year old. The 10 year old needs tighter boundaries much more limited screen time. So she varies it with each kid, which I would imagine most people would have to do. Right. So some parents set that at 30 minute limit for younger kids. And that's because they want them outside playing as much as possible, maximizing those other things so that, uh, right. The the phone doesn't get in the way or the screens, you know? Yeah, exactly. So my next question, uh, faithful listeners know by now we have dogs, not kids. True story. Uh, and they, they don't, uh, they're not, on Snapchat uh, an awful lot. Although I think Sophie's well, on it more than sometimes we'd I'd like put them to. On there. Sure. Uh, they're not super comfortable with the hashtag free to good home, but it does sound great to say. And, and I hope that we've given the impression that we, um, we understand things are difficult and we're not the experts. We're, we're just, we're having um, some discussions, but it's easy to say, Hey, set a time limit, make a list. Hey, be a parent, <laughs> give them jobs. It's just do it. Make them earn that time. God darn it. But right, we, we work with with students every day. So the reality is much more complicated, easier said than done. Is there any more cliches we can... Oh, harder to enforce. But yeah, you think about, it. hey, a friend stays the night. Hey, parents work. Uh, we were talking before the pod, like I was alone all, all summer, right? Only child, you, you know, so there was zero. We also didn't have phones. You didn't have phones. Sure. Snapchat was not around in no. 1980, so road trips think about what happens when you and i are on a road trip and we switch drivers what's the first thing we do once it's our turn to be in the passenger seat sleep nope um change the change the radio station we just zone out on our phone for the next 20 minutes Mm, anyway road trips usually that's tough usually i'm checking the map because we're not where we're supposed to be because you don't not a big navigator okay i can't read a map all right all right so road trips. What? Kids don't yeah. want to do okay. the stuff on the list. Sure. How about that? They don't want to. They want to play. They want to play. They want to play video games. They want to play Fortnite. They don't want to do a bunch of jobs before they get to have their fun. I know I didn't. Which is weird. So maybe we need to think about two parts to this conversation. Number one. How do we enforce these kinds of limits? And number two. How do we stay flexible because it's summer and summer should be fun. And life. Life is fun sometimes. It should be. Sure. It's. Ideally. Wish it was more, but <laughs> right. it's a, a whole nother podcast. Uh, so when we're talking about enforcement, are we, can we uh, not share the Wi-Fi password? Can we change it? Uh, use an internet blocker, right? We can kick that on and off at certain times. Custodio and Net Nanny, um, if, you just, if you just Google those things, internet blockers, uh, range from 15 to $50. Um, there's parental controls on your Xbox and Playstations. And, and then the other thing is keeping devices with you, depending on, you know, your, your situation. Um, there's certainly apps that limit, and then you can also just turn off, you know, notifications. So if we're under $50, there are some really nice options that you can purchase that will help you monitor and force. Like I love the, the net nanny one, not only will shut it down at like eight o'clock at night or nine o'clock if you want. It will also track 
what they're doing on all of those devices. So it can it can do more than just block the internet. There's some really cool stuff out there that can assist you in what's a really hard job. Right, because again, in a previous podcast, we talked about you know the apps and the things that they can hide on their you know on their devices and what they're using and so. Yeah, let's be yeah. honest. They're they are good kids, but they're kids and they're normal, and they're going to really test your resolve on any limits you try to set because that's what they do. That's their job. Correct. So start out less flexible, set the tone. And here's what will really help to be doing the plan with them. Yeah. If they see you working on limiting your own screen time, it might mitigate their grumpiness and their protests when it comes to those limits because, hey, we're all trying this together. Right. <clears throat> Having that conversation, um, setting the limits together, I think there's a whole power in that. So if there's a planned events, maybe there's a discussion ahead of time. Hey, how do we want to work this on our on our uh, road trip? Uh, we've got to talk for this much. We've got to answer these questions. Bring a book of uh, all those questions. Remember what was it? I just remember like all those icebreaker, cool questions. Like, mm, hey, if you yes. could, if you could have any superpower, and you could have dinner with that person who had a superpower. Oh, you're talking about actual conversations. Talking. Nice. So yeah, so maybe we can talk for this amount of yes. time, and uh, maybe we put a word limit on it. <laughs> sure. Uh, I think there's an app that counts words that people say. I'm sure there is. So. You know something in that uh, in that realm. Trading out chores and minutes, and yeah, we don't. Yeah, you you know your lives better than us. We're just throwing ideas around. My mom would so. have done that. Chores, What's... minutes on. If there had been phones when we were kids, uh, yeah. minutes on the phone would have cost chores. So chore. So uh, emptying the dishwasher yeah. gives well, we you eleven minutes. <laughs> Washing the dishes <laughs> gives you eleven minutes. Yes. Yeah. Cleaning up dog poop equals probably two minutes. Do you get like? A minute per per poop? Per pile? Per pile? Yeah. Sure. Okay. It's a per pile okay. economy. <laughs> poop economy? I think we should uh, acknowledge that it takes work, it takes planning, and it takes strength to stick to something like this. But you and I are doing this podcast because I think we also believe that those efforts can produce some pretty positive results, like increasing the connection time. Increasing outdoor time, increasing physical activity, decreasing anxiety, decreasing FOMO eventually. The FOMO probably will intensify initially. For those of us new to FOMO, fear of missing out. Fear you, of missing out. You mentioned it in the last pod. I just want to make sure. Decreased drama as well. So there are tangible benefits to not letting screen time go wild in the summer. But we know it's hard. Kids are doing stuff with each other, watching their friends on social media, doing stuff without them. It causes anxiety, FOMO, hard feelings. Be nice to minimize some of that. And more and more research is pointing to that improved well-being, that connected, that connectedness to reducing uh, our mindless scrolling, right? So the stuff you were just talking about, the so just the whole, the whole social media use in, in, in general. And summer could be a, a really nice time to experiment with it maybe maybe skip phones maybe skip phones on our road trips this summer right and that's no, gonna i like to space out on my phone when it's your turn to drive sure but sometimes <laughs> it just happens because we're going through gunnison canyon and there's no there's no wi-fi there's no yep that does happen right so and that, that's yeah 
So we want to hear about your summer, how it goes, what you tried, and maybe topics for our next season. Oh, boy. Smart people have been on us to start a website, a Twitter, because legit podcasts apparently have those things for mm. getting feedback and posting footnotes and program notes and not, stuff. Not sure about any of that. I don't... Are we... Are we legit? I feel like we're close to being legit. For now, you can email uh, me, we'll say, heiser underscore sandy at svvsd.org. You could also find Mark Heiser on the Loveland High School website. You can email him too. Sure. Mark, M-A-R-C dot Heiser, H-E-I-S-E-R at thompsonschools.org. Yeah, it's the longest, uh, longest email email ever. I do think uh, legitimate, we, we are getting a little bit more legitimate. Uh, theoretically, allegedly, we did have a listener uh, ask me uh, about uh, the use of uh, crop dusting. Uh, oh I may have referenced crop dusting in social media. Uh, we did have a president of the local crop dusters union. Uh, they did uh, okay. reach out to me. Not super happy. All right. Uh, Wasn't so. toothpaste mentioned in that crop dust? Toothpaste comment? was involved. Yep, I'm not I've sure got how that uh, lawyers talking with Crest. Okay. And, uh, Interesting how how that know. related back. We'll have to probably give that another listen. So we'll see if uh, I'm not sure it's all true. Maybe people will give us a review, and we'll open up season two on the iTunes charts. I will tell you what, we got another review. So now. We have some reviews on iTunes, but someone actually wrote one. So we have two. That's two written reviews. Two written. Not by, by us either. You no, check we the, did not Check write the them. handwriting. No, but that's thank you. And if, you, if yeah. you're so inclined, give us a... You don't even have to write anything. You can just rate the podcast. That helps us out. I mean, if we're talking screen time, might as well use it for, for good. We hope you all have a wonderful summer. Enjoy that summer. And we'll talk to you soon.